All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations During Corona, the CDC podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Pierce Worman. Pierce is a Rutgers University student studying supply chain. Uh, Pierce, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Adnan? I'm good. I'm good. Let's uh, jump right into the conversation. So uh, let's talk about, you know, the effects of the coronavirus when you started first noticing it and, you know, how it is for you now. So when was like the first time you noticed the effects of the virus? Well, the, the very first time is actually going back to January. I remember uh, before arriving to Berlin for my s semester abroad, um, I was actually traveling a little bit in France and uh, we were on a train, uh, on our train from France to Berlin. And we actually, uh, we already saw one or two people sitting there in a, uh, on the train wearing face masks. And it was like right. kind of surprising because it, it was just at the beginnings there. And it was strange to see it that early since I really didn't see anyone else wearing face masks the whole rest of the time I was in Europe for the next six months until like the last couple of days where things started right. getting, six, six weeks rather, sorry, where things started getting a little uh, questionable and then a lot of people were wearing masks. But um, it's going quite a ways back already, back to January, I'd say. Right. And when was it like when you were like, okay, it's, it's here, like I feel it, I notice it. Like when, when did that moment happen for you? Honestly, um, it, it was when I was traveling. I wasn't in Berlin, but I had traveled outside of Berlin to Nuremberg, which is a town in southern Germany. And then again, from there to Prague. Uh, that was around the time where the outbreak really hit in Italy and things started getting really bad there. Um, th this excursion that we did was actually a part of the program that I was in right. at the university in Berlin. So I was there with all the other American students that were studying abroad. We were all there in Nuremberg and then Prague together. Um, and I had another friend from Rutgers who was there with me. And I know we discussed and we started getting a little bit nervous about whether or not we were going to have to go home considering mm -hmm. the outbreak in Italy. That's not too far away from Germany, right. um, especially where we were in Nuremberg. It's, it's really not that far. Um, so that's when we started stressing about that. But we noticed that a lot of our peers, a lot of the other students from different universities, didn't think it was that serious. We, we heard the whole, the common, oh, it's just a common cold, or it's, it's like right. a weak flu, mm -hmm. it's not gonna be that bad, which in their defense was generally the public knowledge right, of yeah. the virus mm -hmm. at that point. But, but that's when we first started like really stressing about it. Um, and then even after that, we came back to Berlin and I remember her and I, we walked into the office for the, uh, the department head that like ran the study abroad program right. that we were a part of. And we asked, we, we just, uh, we said, so if we do have to go home because of this virus, uh, is there going to be any kind of online, online education that the school will be running for us? And like, they actually laughed at us. They were like, oh, there's really? no way you're going <laughs> to, yeah. They, oh, they, wow. they, and this was they we February were... or? This would have been the first couple of days of March, actually. Oh, wow. So that's pretty close yeah, to like, it you know. It was pretty late. It was like, it was pretty close. It was less than two weeks and then I was home. Um, oh, wow. So it was less than two weeks within me actually having to come home. Um, but I remember we had asked and they, they had absolutely no plan. They're like, there's no way you're going to have to go home. Like, are you joking? Like they didn't <laughs> think, they didn't think it was really even something to be worrying about. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to get different points of views from it. Right. And how is like the move out process for you? You know, you're in this foreign land and now you have to, you know, go back home in a very like quick span of time. How is that for you? Um, moving out was actually, it was pretty stressful. So I was, I wasn't living in a dorm or anything. I had the opportunity to do to, I was living with a host family. 
So <clears throat> there was a family in Southern Berlin uh, who I lived with and like, I got along really, really well with them. So it was kind of, it was harder for me to like say goodbye thinking I was supposed to have another two months with them or mm -hmm. two and a half months before I uh, actually had to leave. Um, but then when I did end up leaving, I had less than 24 hours heads up because I left, I booked my ticket the day that Trump put in the, um, the whole, like he made the announcement that he was going to be uh, limiting people coming like in from Europe. Around, right? <clears throat> yeah, specifically from Europe. Like when he said he was going to be limiting that travel, um, I know I woke up and because of the time zone difference, he had made that a couple hours ago and then made that announcement a couple hours pr uh, previously. And then I woke up to a bunch of mix, missed calls from my dad and like a bunch right. of texts saying like, when you wake up, like call me. Mm -hmm. So I called him and then that morning we, we booked the flight, which was the next day. Um, right. So I had about 24 hours heads up notice and I had to pack up all my things and all the souvenirs I had bought. And like one of the, one of the things I kind of missed out on, like I was saving all of my souvenir shopping till the end. So I didn't oh, get a chance wow, to do right. a lot of it. I had like some small stuff that I got, but like Berlin stuff specifically, I didn't, right. I didn't think it was going to have to, I didn't think I was only going to have 24 hours heads up. Right. So I, I didn't get to do some of that. Um, but then the, the flight itself was really interesting because um, like it was empty. Like there were, there were already a lot, I guess, <clears throat> like people didn't want to travel even then. And like, I guess that was March 13th, I think it was. Um, right. Like I, I was seated um in like a row of three and there were two people in that row but i was able to move to a different spot because the, oh, wow. the plane was so empty i was able to move to a completely empty row and i had like mm -hmm. an entire row to myself with like two empty seats on either side of me mm -hmm. that's how empty that the plane was it was it was interesting um what would you say was like you know obviously at home you know your routine is very much different you know with online class and everything compared to like you know being in germany and, you know, going to class, going to, like, visit all these places. So, like, would, would you say like, the change of routine was, like, drastic? Like, how would you describe, you know, everything, you know, changed for you? Yeah, I mean, I would say the, the change is definitely drastic. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, I had to, um, because of the whole situation where I went in and they told me they weren't going to have any plans about going online, at that mm -hmm. point, I reached out to the professors and uh, uh, that run the German program at Rutgers. And because I'm taking all German classes this semester, I'm not doing any business classes. Right. But um, I reached out to them then, and they were able to like make a plan for me for like to be able to come home to Rutgers and <clears throat> take classes at Rutgers with Rutgers professors to account for the requirements that the other courses were going to count for. But then shortly after I came home, Rutgers shut down. So I've been I, at that point, I jumped into classes halfway through that didn't exactly match up with the coursework I was doing in Berlin. Right. Um, some of it's close, some of it's pretty far off. Um, and I was halfway through these courses that I was just jumping into and now it was all online. I never met the professor face to face. Um, right. So it was, it was definitely a big change. Um, pretty, pretty drastic difference. It's also a little strange for me to work from home. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, com a commuter student. So I'm like, I'm used to doing my work in like the libraries right, or like, or like in, dorm, in empty classrooms, right. sometimes my dorm study rooms maybe, mm -hmm. but uh, it's a little bit different for me to do it here uh, from home when my little sister's like, I mean, she's in, in high school, so she's not like really <laughs> little, but like, I mean, she's still a distraction sometimes like right. playing music and stuff. So it, it's definitely, it's different. Right. Um, so what would you describe like your routine was like in Germany every day? Like how, <clears throat> sorry, like how would it go for you? 
Um, so most days I was up at like 7 a.m. I'd wake up and then, you know, normal morning stuff, breakfast, shower, all that stuff. And then I would take the, the metro, the, the S-Bahn there, which is like the above ground train, um, a couple stops south and then take a bus to where the campus was. And I'd be there by like 8.30 usually. Classes would start at 9. <clears throat> Monday through Thursday, I had a German language class, 9, through, 9 to 12. So like 12 hours a week. Um, and then Monday and Tuesday, I'd also have class in the afternoon. Um, and then after that, I'd like, I'd really try filling my free time <clears throat> the best I could with like seeing new things. Like I'm, mm-hmm. even though I was only there for six weeks, I feel like I really took advantage of the opportunity to be there. Right. And I, I saw like a lot of different monuments and museums and just di- like various sites. Um, saw a play. I, I, I was, I kept myself pretty busy in my free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course there was also homework. Um, <clears throat> Obviously now it's like, you know, you're at home. Like for me, like my schedule is way off. I wake up at like 12 p.m. every day, go to sleep late. Um, how's that been going for you? Uh, yeah, that's also pretty different. Um, I think the earliest I wake up is like eight. And I, I only wake up that early because uh, we're taking the dog for a walk before it gets too hot in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes I nap after we take the dog for a walk. Um, and then usually I, I'll exercise and then have lunch before I even start doing any work. So like, right. it'll be 1230 before I sit down to do any work. So like, that's very different from having class every morning at yeah. 9 a.m. Um, and then I'll usually do work until dinner, have dinner, and then whether or not I'm done my work, I'll either do more work or you know, just hang with the family, play video games, watch a movie, whatever. So it's like, in my free time, I'm definitely not being as productive. Obviously, like there's not as much right, to do yeah. in quarantine mm-hmm. as there is in like a, a big city um where I can go out and do everything but right um so the other people on the podcast have talked about you know either being able to spend more time with family or picking up a hobby or you know getting to some books that they previously had sitting on the shelf they couldn't get to have you noticed mm-hmm. a similar effect for you uh in quarantine yeah uh the, the biggest thing was definitely like spending more time with family um <clears throat> I mentioned my little sister like her and I are like pretty uh different age-wise like she's six years younger than me so um, a lot of times, like when I was high, in high school, I was like always busy. So like I didn't see her that often because I did a lot of extracurriculars. Uh, and then obviously I moved off to college. So it's, it's nice to like be able to hang with her while she's home also for quarantine. So we've been, I don't know, just doing random stuff. We've been playing Minecraft, <laughs> stuff like that. Just staying busy, doing random shit. Yeah. You know, it's nice to see my parents too. Because I mean, like I said, like they live in Florida. So I'm living in New Jersey to go to Rutgers. So I only see them in holidays and stuff. So it's a pretty... In a way, it's like kind of a cool opportunity to be able to like be with my family again for like a couple months, as opposed to other. Uh, if it weren't for this, I'd probably only see them like one or two weeks at a time. So, right. mm-hmm. um, I, I I don't know if you want to talk about this stuff, but you you seem to have shaved your head. Um, yeah. What was like the like the thoughts <laughs> behind it? Like, what made you you know go for it? All right, so it's a little bit of a funny story because. I was supposed to, I was supposed to get a haircut, like, before I left for Germany, right? Right. Like, I was, like, borderline needed a haircut before leaving for Germany, and then I forgot to with everything, getting ready for Mm -hmm. studying abroad, like, I was just busy, and then I get to Germany, and, like, I can speak German, like, I'm conversational, like, I definitely could have gone to a barber and told them what I wanted, 
but like there was part of me that was like worried that it wasn't gonna work out right right so then like i just ended up like being in berlin the whole time with like long hair like wasn't a good look so i was wearing a hat all the time which right. like wasn't a bad look like that worked yeah. <laughs> but then i come home all the barbershops are closed my yeah. hair is long and i was just tired of it so all i right. just used used the clippers we have to like shave my head bald yeah. and that was about three weeks ago now and i've just like been sticking with it because like i love it honestly it's, it's, it is a good look you really do rock the look <laughs> thank um, you man <laughs> What would you say, like, you know, coming into, like, end of school, you know, June, July, uh, are there any things that you had coming up? I mean, obviously, your study abroad was affected, but were there any other things that were coming up that were, you know, affected by being stuck in quarantine or, you know, have to be shifted? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've accepted an offer for a summer internship at Merck, uh, which is oh, a pharmaceutical nice. company. They're, they're based in New Jersey, uh, and I was going to be working at White House Station, uh, so the plan was for when I got back from Berlin for me to move up back to New Jersey and move into the uh, off-campus apartment that I'm going to be renting for the, the next academic year right. and just move in early since it starts uh, June anyway. So I was just going to mm -hmm. move in there and commute to work. But now the the internship is going to be, it's definitely starting remote. It's probably going to be remote for right. a good mm -hmm. amount of it. Possibly the whole time is just going to be remote. So they're shipping me a laptop down here. I don't know how long I'm going to be down here doing that online. That could be the rest of my summer. So I, yeah. that's definitely a big change because, and it's still up in the air. Like, I don't know when right. I'm going to be moving into my apartment or any of that. So that, that's a big, a big change for me. Uh, we also had a family vacation planned uh, in towards the end of June. We were going to go to right. Ireland um, for a week. So that, that got canceled. Right. Yeah. I'm in like the same shoes as you. Um, I got an off from J&J &J for a co-op. And then for the summer half, it's like, you know, they're shipping me a laptop, can't show up there, you know, it's all online. And then we had a family wedding. I th there was a couple family weddings lined up and they all got canceled. So I think yeah. we're all, you know, going through this, you know, just stuck at home phase, you know, we have to figure things out. Uh, thank you very much for your time. You're a great yeah, guest. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for your insights and like your perspective on, you know, studying abroad and everything. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the viewers that are currently listening? No, I think I think we've uh, covered it all. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for your time. For those of you listening, uh, the next episode will be tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but the next episode will be with my cousin in London. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.